Hi, I'm Pastor Dave Rudot, pastor here at Emanuel Lutheran Church in Shirley, Wisconsin. There has been a question that has come across my desk, a question that I have not really seen a confessional Lutheran address, and so I'm using this to address it. And the question is this. If a Christian is combat-trained, is there any higher calling than going over to Ukraine and fighting for their freedom? Is there any higher calling, if you are a Christian, if you are combat-trained, than going over to Ukraine and fighting in the Ukrainian military for the freedom of your brothers and sisters in Christ and for the other individuals of Ukraine too, your fellow human beings over there in Ukraine? And the answer is yes, and it's not for the reason you might think. So the issue is, is that the president of Ukraine has something called an International Legion of Defense of Ukraine. And he is putting a call out there for all able-bodied, combat-trained individuals throughout the world to come serve in the Ukrainian military. There's a website you can go to. And uh, so the Christian here in America is thinking, it sounds like that's like being a mercenary. And I thought, you know, there's a commandment against murder, and you can't be a hitman for the mob. Uh, you can't just kill people. And how can you go over to Ukraine then? And, of course, as you're thinking it through, you're going to say the fourth commandment. You're saying, you know, the government can put people to death. Romans 13 tells us that the government can has the, something called the sword. Uh, Paul talks about it. The, 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 uh, the use of force, to be able to put someone to death, uh, the evildoer, and and so on, to keep peace in the country that it has served. And that doesn't just apply for keeping the country secure, but also going to war. The government can, so a Christian can serve in the military um, because their government is uh, doing the sword on another institution. Yes, God is holding that government accountable uh, for why are they going to war and all of that, but the Christian can serve in the vocation of soldier um, because without breaking the fifth commandment, because he is doing it in regards to the fourth commandment in Romans chapter 13. Now, the next question is, what about uh, uh, Americans doing that? That's really the question. Is there a higher calling? There's been some high-profile Americans who have uh, served in the Ukrainian armed forces. I'm thinking of uh, Malcolm Nance. Uh, he also is... Uh, serving over there in Ukraine. Maybe there are some other individuals you know of by now or by the time this video gets to you. Uh, there has already been a casualty. Uh, William Joseph Cancel uh, lost his life. He was serving over there in Ukraine. Um, there's several thousand, maybe even more, Americans who are serving over there in Ukraine. However, in reading all of those individuals and reading the reasons why they go over there in Ukraine. I Just based on what they have said, I would say they have not done a higher calling. Their higher calling was back here at home that they abandoned. Now, let's go over that. Martin Luther also talked about that, and it's also here in your catechism. And the idea of vocation, of a calling, is something that was revolutionary in Luther's day, and for Luther as well. So, for example, in Luther's day, there were different, you know, higher higher callings. You know, the priests were a higher calling than your layperson. 
But Luther, in his catechism at the very beginning, has this something called the Table of Duties, where he mentions all of these different vocations, callings, and he puts them all on the same playing field. So you've got pastor, member of a congregation, government ruler and government citizen, uh, husband, wives, parents, children, employees, employers, young people, widows. They're all in the same category. These are all ways that we can serve our neighbor. We become the mask of God as if God uh, serves his fellow man, serves us through the individuals around us and the vocations that they have. So we go to the fast food restaurant and God is actually providing for us with that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the the case could be made. It's not actually providing. It's not actually nutritious over there, the fast food restaurant, whatever. But the case in point, God does provide for us. You think of doctors and nurses. They are God's hands when we are going under the knife in surgery. Uh, pastors are God's voice to us as they speak to us God's word. And these are these masks, these uh, things that God uses, people that God uses to serve us and ways that we can serve others and serve God at the same time. These are all high and holy callings. If you think of all of those things that I just mentioned, those are things that you don't just enter into, that there's other individuals involved in some way. For example, an employer or an employee. Uh, You are given a job. You are called uh, to have that job. Now, in every one of those cases of people who have left their job here in the United States, they had to quit it wasn't as if their employer has said to them, uh, you can go go serve as long as you like, and when you come back, uh, the business will be fine. That's the high calling that they left. Some individuals are leaving their families. Now, I understand soldiers do this all the time. They're leaving their families to serve in the armed forces. Um, how, right? There is a balance there. Uh, between uh, serving your family and serving your country. You go, maybe you have to, in, in the armed forces, maybe you have to go far away for a while. And maybe your family can come with you as well. Uh, so I, I understand that there's a tension there if you're a soldier. The same tension is, is for a pastor too, and leaving their family, uh, their extended family for sure. Not, not leaving their wife to be a pastor, but uh, leaving their extended family to go serve in the ministry. So there's a tension there. Um, and and there is also a tension if you were an individual, a citizen here in the United States, and you go over to Ukraine and serve. Martin Luther wrote this book. I'm, I got the picture there that you see, uh, Whether Soldiers Too Can Be Saved. And the first, I want to say, two-thirds of the book deals with the um, the feudal system of the time and just war. So you've got uh, lords, overlords, and younger lords, or smaller lords, and and weaker party and stronger parties and and Martin Luther walked through all the dynamics of that 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 isn't quite so interesting and applicable to this point but then he gets to the end of the book and he talks about whether soldiers can serve another lord you know they're, they're a knight and they're serving one lord but another lord nearby has said hey uh, we could use some knights and I'm going to do whatever it whatever it is and Luther talked about this and he has three warnings three things that I also think are applicable in this case. If you want, if you don't have a vocation here that's calling you, a family, employer, uh, probably be the biggest one, 
government. Our, in our case, the government isn't saying that it's illegal to serve. There's, I, I guess there's this Neutrality Act of 1794. I'm not a lawyer. I can't speak to that. Um, but it appears that the United States government throughout history has kind of uh, poo-pooed that law and put it under the table because Americans have usually uh, served in uh, battles and wars where Amer- America itself hadn't actually engaged in war yet, but eventually would. It was it was in our interests. So the three the three warnings uh, that uh, Luther mentions is one: you can't uh, serve another Lord that is waging war against your own Lord. So you have to fulfill the responsibilities. Uh, to you. So if you are an American Christian and you want to go serve over there in Ukraine, you have to make sure you still pay your taxes here in the United States. You don't uh, give up on your allegiances and and what is called of you here in the United States. I know you have to pay taxes, but it it's part of your vocation. It is a high holy thing. The second warning is the warning of greed. Uh, greed of, um, are you doing this for the money? I mean, now we know there's $40 billion going over to Ukraine, and somebody might be saying, ka-ching, ka-ching, there's money to be made. I can go over there and, and use some of that money and, and profit from that. So Luther says, watch out for yourself. Why are you doing this? Are you truly doing this to serve your fellow man, or are you doing this because of greed? And that's a question I can't determine, but it's a question, if you're thinking about it, you have to determine a second a warning that Luther wrote in this is a warning about uh, against the greed of prestige and honor. Are you doing this because people will look at you? You know, you carry yourself with a greater prestige and honor. Look at this that individual. He went over there and 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 uh, helped out Ukraine. And if I'm going to be um, perfectly frank with you, there were a lot of news stories about this in April when it seemed like the war was a lost cause, how all these Americans are also going over to Ukraine for this lost cause. But now it seems like things are turning around for Ukraine's sake and less and less stories are about this of the Ukraine of Americans fighting over there in Ukraine. I don't It could change at any moment. So the greed for prestige would be the, the, the second warning or the third warning, whichever warning I'm on right now. And the final thing that Luther mentions is uh, the, it doesn't matter where you go, there's going to be a cross. Jesus says to the Christian, he says, if anyone wants to follow after me, he must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. And that to me is the shortest definition of what a, a cross is. People like to come up with their own definition. I, I stub my toe, that's my cross I have to bear. Jesus gave us a definition. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. I think for myself as a pastor, there are lots of times when I've had to uh, uh, say something to a friend or somebody that I really care about, somebody that I'm, if I said what I had to say, I would probably lose their friendship uh, or something of that nature. And that was a moment of, do I want this person as my friend or do I want to tell them the truth? making this video is one of those examples too. Uh, it, it's a popular thing to say, of course, it's all our freedoms, our freedom to serve. How can you possibly say it's a bad thing that, I'm, uh, that people want to go over to Ukraine and, and to serve their fellow man? Again, there's probably going to be a cross when it comes to going over there in Ukraine. And, and if I'm going to continue being frank, in all war, there are war crimes. It's in American history. 
There's never been a, a conflict where Americans have engaged in a war where we were the cowboy in the white hat, where we never did anything wrong. War is war. War is bad. Let's not kid ourselves and think it's going to be all glorious and that there won't be a time when it doesn't matter who you're serving, they're going to ask you to do something that's unethical and you're going to have to wrestle with that. So those are Luther's warnings, and I think they're also our, my warnings as well um, because they're scriptural. Uh, there's always going to be a cross if you're going to be a Christian in the calling that God has given us. God has given us calling. They are his mass, they are their way that we can serve him and serve our neighbor no matter what we're doing, and they're all holy. Yes, even the fast food worker is a high and holy calling. The more we understand it as a Christian, Christian is, is, a, is a higher holy calling. This is how God uses Christians to serve their fellow man. Now, is there anything for us to do then? If we can't serve in this international uh, legion of, for the defense of Ukraine, what can we do? Well, dear Christian, let me appeal to you as your vocation as a Christian, as a vocation as an individual in the pew or as a pastor, and let us pray. Uh, I invite you to join with me. Lord of the nations, we pray for the people of Ukraine and all those whose lives have been impacted by the senseless war being levied against them. We pray, O oh God, for your intervention, for your protection, and for your peace. We pray for restoration and renewed hope. We pray for the families, especially the children, living through the horrors of war and all the upheaval and tribulation it brings. We pray for the entire world community, including the leaders of our own country. Guide them with the wisdom and courage to respond in ways that will end this war and move us all to a world where your peace abides so that your precious message of the gospel can spread unhindered. We pray this in your name. Amen. Now, I'm going to be honest. doesn't seem very glorious. I'd rather pick up a weapon and go over to Ukraine. It seems like that would be the higher calling to do. But God in his word tells us the higher calling is right where we are. In the stations of life we find ourselves in. Employer, employee, family, government. Um, um, I was going to say family again, church, church family. Those are high callings. Let's enjoy, embrace in them, and, and uh, recognize that God serves us in those callings as well. And God serves our fellow man. And we are doing a, a good and holy thing. <laughs> and praying, praying, boy. Um, praying for uh, f for Jesus to come again. Wouldn't that be awesome if Jesus came again and spared uh, us all from all of our um, foolishness and war? Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now, if you have any comments for me, uh, this is meant to be the beginning of a conversation. You can write that comment below. You can email me at pastor.rudot at gmail.com. And until next time, stay close to Jesus, friends, and keep praying.